Thank you, Mallory. I just found out that Mallory, first of all, she forgot her CDs today, because I know people love her music, want to take it home, and so I said, don't do that again. She is, there was an article in the, in the journal, yet. was it journal yesterday? And she is Tommy Banks' granddaughter. Yeah, and she has, I'm going to tell you right now, don't tell her I told you this, but she is as lovely a person as she is lovely a singer. And I send a, yes. Thank you, Mallory. And I sent her, um, uh, I sent her this song, Pure, which is really appropriate for this week and what we're doing. And every time I send her a song, she shows up and does a song like she's been singing it her whole life. So, quite beautiful. And we're so blessed to have that kind of talent and consciousness that feels like it's a good fit for them as well. All right. So, I'm going to invite you. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for what you bring and what you represent, whether you're aware of it or not. You are the thing itself. So I'm going to sound our Tibetan bells here today to, as a signal to just simply drop into quiet for 30 seconds and then we will sing in this very room. If you're familiar with that, if not, just allow that to be part of the soundtrack of your experience. And then we'll say a prayer. Oh, here we go. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For spirit, one spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. And so I invite you to allow my words to be your words in this moment. And I stand with you in this moment recognizing that there is a power of force and energetic for good that goes by many names. I affirm and know and use the designator Father, Mother, God, love, beauty in this moment. But that life, that vibration of the Most High is my life. It has always been and it will always be. And it is my opportunity to recognize that and to move closer to that and to call that forth into my heart, my being, to allow my soul to be part of the conversation as well as my personality my consciousness becoming more and more fully orbed with each breath, with each step I take. So I know this day is blessed in every good way. The awareness is the insights, the energetic of what we create together here is a, a banquet of, of the spirit, of the opportunity to be blessed in grace and in love on the wings of grace 
and the wings of love, as Mallory just sang. And so pure, pure like the water is who and what we are, the core of our being. And so I just give thanks for the opportunity to be reminded, for not just the intellectual activity of being reminded, but the energetic of being reminded all as well. And as I move through this experience with you today, I relax and surrender to the greater yet to be. I welcome the mystery. I honor my history, calling it forth and knowing that what it has done has brought me to a greater state of wisdom. I honor and bless my challenges in life which have initiated me into a greater expression of greatness for this is the truth of our activity here. I sign up for that. I align myself with that. That is the tribe. That is the community that I belong to. With great gratitude and appreciation, I release these words and I invite you to say with me. And so it is. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So here we are. And we're, today we're doing a, a really wonderful uh, process. We did it earlier with uh, uh, the first group and, and uh, it just gets better every time. So I'm very, very eager and, and enjoy it to be able to share this with you today. So as, as it, uh, the slide will say that we are, uh, I am, we are the place where possibility shows up in 2017. And it's a wonderful thing because possibility is what we stand for. There's, there's two camps out there in the world. One is resignation, one is possibility. And we all, has anybody else ever lived in resignation for a period of time in their lives? Because I've done it. And I've got to tell you, I know everything there is to know about resignation. I have it mastered, which has really prepared me for possibility. And so today, you'll see the slide up there. I am this month, we are the place where joy shows up, one of the qualities of possibility. And what it would be and what it can be for us to live a life of just absolute joy and beauty and harmony. So today, in honor of our, our, our celebration and our ritual that we're going to invite you to participate in, is a place to find meaning and a place to belong. And I really think that that, for me, strikes a chord in my, my beingness of a spiritual community where you, you, it's a place where we can find meaning and a place where we can belong. Because it's when we are cultural creatives, when we are people that also understand that part of life is spiritual, it's sometimes you look out at the world and it just feels like, am I crazy? You know, I mean, I was out marching with everybody yesterday because I want to stand for the greater yet to be and I want to support people in love. And, and there's a lot of fear out there right now. And, 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 and so what's happening from, the, from uh, just to give you a little bit of a, uh, an insight of what I've discovered and in my reading and my research is that what happens when more light is coming upon the planet, and this is what Jesus talked about this, you are the light of the world. We are in a transitional period right now. In fact, if, in, at the highest levels of the astrological chart, which the Kabbalah is based on and a lot of, of sacred scripture is actually, it's not your daily horoscope, but we are moving the from the Piscean Age to the Aquarian Age, and we're in the overlap right now. And so the Piscean Age was all about the heart. The Piscean Age was about uh, mysticism. And the Aquarian Age is about the higher wisdom, and it's about giving birth to practical mysticism, which is exactly what Dr. Ernest Holmes talked about in all of his teaching, that we are practical mystics. In other words, to bring our spirituality into the world, to bring the imagination and possibility with us, as well as all of the, the measures that people are so familiar with. And what happens, so more light is beginning to emerge. When more light emerges, what happens is the shadow has to rise. So we've always had a 1%. You know the story of the 1%? They've always been there. Just now we're talking about them. There's always been a 1%. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just the reality. It's always been there. They used to call them the robber barons back when they were building the railroads after the Civil War in the United States. They were the robber barons. They were called robber barons for a reason. 
And so we've, we've had these things. And what we have now in leadership are people that are modeling the shadow because the shadow has to lift up because more light's coming in. And so as we can stand together as a, as a, a community and belong to this and understand that this is all part of what's necessary for us to, to create greater light upon the planet, doesn't mean we have to say yes to all of it. We, we stand for what was precious to us. So there's three groups right now in some of the research I've done that I think accurately describes it. There's a group right now that is headed for the hills. They know there's a better day ahead and they're going to get over that hill as fast as they can because screw you guys, I don't want nothing to do with any of it. And so they are just leading the charge and they're going to get out of here as fast as they can and they're running across the hot coals that we're all experiencing in this change. The other example would be then there's a group that are heading back because what brings relief for that group is the familiar. So let's recreate what we know, what we like, what we're familiar with, because that'll help us feel better. And there's a sense of comfort in that. So you see people that are pulling back, and you're seeing walls go up energetically, and they're even talking about physically putting more walls up. But that is part of that effort for the, for the comfort of the familiar. And then there's a group that I would call the sacred activists that are standing in the middle. And they're watching the people run over that hill, and they're watching the other group run back that way. And they're standing, understanding something's happening here. Something powerful is happening here. The shadow is rising up so that we can look at it. And Dr. Holmes said, you must look at a thing till it no longer has power over you. And this is what's required. It's, it's called resiliency. It's called spirituality. It's called diving deep into our own divinity. So all that is unfolding, has, there's a theme to it of what's happening. And I, I bring that forth because for us to have a community of like-minded individuals and we can support, it's important to get together when we get lost in this because it's, there's so much fear out there right now, the uncertainty. But that's, and, and not to judge it as right or wrong, good or bad, but to understand it and to look at it because the way we can deal with these things most effectively, and this goes back to Buddhism and ancient Hinduism, is not pushing it away, not fighting against it, not acting it out, but observing it. Eckhart Tolle talks about the pain body. Pain body is part of the shadow. And the number one antidote for the pain body is to observe it. And to observe it because awareness, we are so powerful, awareness is causative. It's curative. Just to know it all of a sudden starts to dissipate the energy. So you are powerful beyond measure. You have been, you're not here by accident. I'm upon this planet or here today. So I want to just say that this is a place where we can look at things and, and understand it from a perspective of wisdom and clarity. And I'm not trying to make light of it. There's things to do, there's things to know, there's things to learn, there's, and there's action to take. We don't just sit in, in this building and, and pray that it'll go away. That's called spiritual bypass. But what are we called to be? What are we called to do? And from that perspective of our own divinity. So that's why we're here, a place to find meaning and a place to belong. So today we're going to invite um, uh, new members that would like to, to uh, that have, our new members are people that have taken our Sci Science of Mind Foundations class or our CSL 101, which we're offering again starting the last weekend in January. But it's, a, it's, a, it's important, and we're reintroducing this in a way because it's important who we belong to. What tribe do we belong to? If you're the tribe that's running over the hill, God bless you. Wish you well. Let me know. Call me, send me a postcard when you get there. I'm sure it's beautiful. Are you, if you're the group running back the other way, we bless you as well. See, because what we understand is when we stand in the middle, we are one individual cell in the collective soul of humanity because we teach oneness. And so those guys back there and those guys up there, they're all part of the family, despite whether we agree with them or not. And so it's, it's holding this space and observing it and bringing our consciousness to it and understanding the fear and understanding the, 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 the tendency to want to run in certain direction. But it's all part of us.
Because God is all there is. And so I want to sh- touch upon those today. And we're going to do a ritual that we're going to invite anyone that has taken the CSL 101 or the foundations class to come forward. We're going to, we're going to do a, a short blessing. You were given a stone when you came in. And the stone represents the gift that you bring to community. And we're going to invite you, uh, should you choose to come forward, and we will bless you for the commitment that you are taking to step into yourself, into the world in a new way. We're going to invite you to put your stone. There's stones left over from the first service. We're going to do this again. So if you're nervous or apprehensive, it's okay. No, we didn't lose anyone in the first service. No one died. No one was injured in any way. No animals were harmed in the making of this uh, ceremony. I, what did you just say? Right, and no stones were thrown at the minister. That's a very good point. But what I want to talk about is what we represent as a community. So in 1926, so if you're here for the first time, bless you, our founder was a guy by the name of Dr. Ernest Holmes, and he was a practical mystic. Self-educated for the most part, like he got through grade eight, and then he read and read. He was a prolific student and read every tradition, and he found the common denominator in all. And he was influenced by some great minds, by Ralph Waldo Emerson and by Judge Thomas Troward, brilliant, brilliant metaphysician and mystic. So Dr. Holmes in 1926 published the Science of Mind magazine for the first time. And in the first article, he wrote our Declaration of Principles. And I'm going to touch on them very briefly to to give you an insight of what we represent. Because this is our our foundational pieces. This is our constitution as a spiritual community. And so you'll see the teaching symbol above each one of these. And some of them, there's more than one on each page. And I'm going to just talk about them briefly and move towards our ritual today. But number one, he says, we believe in God, the living spirit almighty, one indestructible, absolute, and self-existent cause. It just is. It's an energy. It's not a personality. It's the cause. This one manifests itself in and through all creation, but is not absorbed by its creation. Eben Alexander, who is the neurosurgeon that had this meningitis that shut his brain down and had this mystical experience of the fourth dimension, talks about this. He said, consciousness is not in the brain. The brain does not contain consciousness. We are immersed in consciousness. We are immersed in the thing itself. It's not a man. It's not a woman. It's both feminine and male, all the qualities. But it's not, it's not local. He's, he talks about materialist reductionism, which is what science is. He said looking for God through material reductionism is scientists like taking a pin, a pin a spotlight and shining it. Turn all the lights off in here and you have this little tiny pin light that's shiny. He says you can't get there because science cannot use God as an excuse. One of the one reasons that quantum physicists have struggled over the years. So for 400 years we've had this idea of we have to measure it, we have to see it, we have to touch it. And it doesn't work, as he said, with this concept of God because consciousness, consciousness is vast and it's not in the mind. And it's, so it's not absorbed by our creation, but we're in it. The manifest universe is the body of God, and it is the logical and necessary outcome of the infinite self-knowingness of God. The exciting thing about possibility is our opportunity is to create, th- create things that not even the infinite knows, that not even God knows. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's why we're here. We're here for the delight of this force for good. And when we come up with a new idea, we have a breakthrough, a personal breakthrough. The infinite goes, ah, so sweet. So good. I mean, why else are we here? We are that one cell. And when that one cell starts functioning at a higher level of being, oh my gosh, it is possibility time. Let's get on with it. 
So this ties in with Joe's Dispenza stuff. I'm bringing back some slides from last week, but Joe called this, this unseen force, this unseen force that we can develop a closer relationship with, which is what Ernest Holmes was talking about. There's a force for good. You and I have that opportunity everywhere present, but we must develop that relationship. The next principles that Holmes, Dr. Holmes talked about, we believe in the individualization of spirit in us and that all people are individualizations of the one spirit, one life, one power. I claim that as my own right here and right now, the truth of my being pure, pure like the water, shining forth, shining the stones, polishing. We're here, Rumi said, polishing the mirror of the heart. We believe in the eternality, the immortality, and the continuity of the individual soul forever and ever expanding. This, this divine discontent that we know there's something more. You know, I was taught as a kid, squash that down. We're not here to celebrate life. We're here to suffer. And that is part of life. Life can be difficult. It can be challenging at times, but it's not the only reason we're here. I mean, it's, we learn. We learn through those obstacles that, that help shape us and, and create the greatness that lies within each and every one of us. But it is this idea that the infinite is always looking for expansion because when we look at the world, and if you look over history, things are changing, perhaps not as fast as we like. Perhaps we're not seeing as much love as we'd like, but they are shifting and changing for a greater expression of good. And at least now we're seeing the shadow. Before, we never saw the shadow because it wasn't revealed. But we are in an age now of telecommunications. You know what telecommunications means, the interpretation? It means distant relationships. So the more that we're on our phones texting and, and all that stuff, we're, we are keeping ourselves from that level of intimacy. And they're talking about that now. A whole new generation of kids will go, you know, two kids will sit at the table across from each other, text back and forth. It's easier than having a conversation. But that's just the way we, we operate at times. Holmes said, we believe that heaven is, is within us and that we experience it to the degree that we have become conscious of it. It's a state of being. It's not a location. It's not something that we're going to eventually earn our way into. That's a, that's a, that was, a, that was a, a valued idea for a long time, and still for many it is. We believe the ultimate goal of life is to be completely free from all discord of every nature, and that this goal is sure to be obtained by all. So freedom is our, our divine inheritance. I had a group in here of interfaith people, I don't know, months ago, and they brought that item up. And so what about that? What about freedom for everyone? And I said, well, you're looking at the context of this one lifetime, this one incarnation. And then he started looking at me really strange. <laughs> but we're eternal. And we're on the journey of that. And the more consciousness we can bring to whatever is before us, it's come for us, despite how uncomfortable it can be at times. So we create, as the slide says, we create heaven or hell with our memorized way of thinking, feeling, and acting. Which is what Joe Dispenza would say. And there's a way out. We're not stuck. But it requires work. It requires diligence. It requires a commitment, probably a bigger commitment than many of us have ever made spiritually. As Joe says, to rise up in that energetic feeling of possibility because that starts to rewire the circuitry of our brains and, and, and our bodies change because we're on fire with possibility. Holmes continues, we believe in the unity of all life, that the highest God and the innermost God is one God. We believe that God is personal to all who feel this indwelling presence. It is my sincere desire. I'm having the indwelling presence experience right now. And see, when I have that, I have to tell you, you stand in your spiritual magnificence. There's nothing out there that can take that away. 
And it's not because I'm exceptional. It's just that I've done enough of the, my own inquiry and education. It's contextual. I've done enough of the preparation so that I can stand and, and, and speak to you from my own experience, not some theory that I've heard about. But there's an indwelling presence. And when that is revealed, it, it invites all of us to settle into that. And in settling in that, all of a sudden we understand there's, there's a whole other uh, access of possibility and ideas and opportunity available. Because the, the, the analytical mind quiets. That's why we ask open-ended questions. What would, my like, what would a great person do that had the same longings in their heart that I have? What would a great person heal? What would a great person read? What would a great person... How would they, how would they act? And those open-ended questions, you start to, to move into partnership with that infinite divine intelligence. We believe in it, it ties in with the next principle. We believe in the direct revelation of truth through our intuitive and spiritual nature and that anyone may become a revealer of truth who lives in close contact with the indwelling God. So it's not exceptional. It's what the prophets of old, prophets of old drew, drew, drew into that intimate uh, relationship with the divine and, and ideas showed up. But it's still filtered by their, their own consciousness. That's why prophecy is up to, it, it can change at any time. Because the impressions, the, the, the photo that got taken in their awareness that gives them some of the narrative they share may or may not unfold because we're always changing, we're always evolving. And so it's, it's, always, it's always pliable. It's always shifting and changing. You know, there's prophecy the world is coming to an end. Well, I think there's consciousness that's coming to an end. I don't think it means the destruction of this beautiful planet. But we do have a tendency, as Eben Alexander said, there's a suicide there's a suicide consciousness operating right now. He's the neurosurgeon. But he puts it in this context. He says, you look at the way we're destroying the planet. It is a collective suicide. We know things not to do, but we, we deny it and deny it and deny it. He says, but that's going to shift. And he even says that people that have had the, the fourth dimension experience, where they, they, they go through that realm, they go to that other realm, if they've tried to take their own life and they don't succeed and they come back, they never try it again because they realize how much they're loved, how beautiful and what a gift this life is. And I love that. It's, it, how, how do we access more of that? And he said, you don't have to kill yourself to do it. You don't have to die. You don't have to get sick. You just simply have to use spiritual practice. He talks about deep meditation, centering prayer. Deep meditation, quiet meditation. To go into that, there's a binaural beats, that, that sound meditation that he promotes. And you allow that binaural to affect the brain and it rewires the subconscious. And you get to create a whole new picture in it. There's things available now that if we consistently use, will shape and shift us in amazing ways. Because that's the time we live in. It's beautiful. We're ready for it. So once again, Joe, Joe Dispenza say, the best way to dissolve the old pattern is to create a new habit. We create a new habit through consistency and through devotion and practice, memorization, affirmations. We take a class here at the center. We take Power Your Word. We take the Foundations class. It's beautiful because together that group learning is powerful. It accelerates it. There are people in that class, when you get into a class, that, that have gifts to share with you. There's no accident when we come together in class. So Dr. Holmes said, we believe that the universal spirit, which is God, is operating through a universal law, which is the law of God. So it always responds to what we impress upon it with consistency. And that we are surrounded by this creative mind which receives the direct impress of our thoughts and acts upon it. You can do no other thing. That is the law. 
It's not a law to punish. It's a law to simply say, I am your servant. What is it that you, your wish is my command is what the law says to us. So then what's important for us is to understand how important that, how we can influence that and impact that in a way that would create the newness, the freedom, the relief, the clarity to stand in our own spiritual divinity with whatever's going on. We believe in the healing of the sick and the control of conditions through the power of the mind. Next month, I'm going to work with this placebo idea, that placebo, sugar pill. They know now through research, they, they research that thousands of people have been cured with sugar pills, with saline injections, and all of a sudden, the cancer disappears. That is the power of, of our, our, our body. The intelligence in our body knows what we need. And when we take it, now, some of us need the chemotherapy. Some need radiation. Some need medication. We need doctors. We don't promote that. But so, at some point in the evolution of consciousness, we can open up and understand and collaborate with the intelligence that our body is, and our body will create what we need for healing. And that's part of that. that but it's an evolution. It is contextual. It takes study. It takes practice. It takes devotion and faith. We believe in the eternal goodness, the eternal loving kindness, and the eternal givingness of life to all. We believe in our own soul, our own spirit, and our own destiny. For we understand that the life of all is God. We all have a destiny. But we're making it up as we go. It's not predetermined. We get to shape it any way we want. And that is the delight of the infinite. As I said, the infinite doesn't even know. I'm going to do something today so incredible that I'm going to dazzle God. And God will be delighted. You are the beloved with whom I'm well pleased. We get to make it up as we go. And when we break through these self-imposed limitations, as Krishnamurti says, you know, we went from, I went from being a Catholic to a religious scientist. And it's a great journey, and I honor the Catholic Church. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if it hadn't been for those people. And they had, they had every good intention, and I love them, and I honor them, and I understand it at a depth like never before. But what I did not want to do is take my Catholicism and impose that consciousness of Catholicism upon science of mind, religious science. Because then all I was doing was exchanging one prison for another. And so it's, been, it's really challenged my way of being and thinking. But it's fascinating. And that's part of the wisdom that this path has offered me. It's ongoing. It's ever unfolding. There's no final destination. I'm never, as a, as a five-year-old kid, I wanted to collect as many holy cards as I could. I had St. Joseph. I had the Blessed Virgin. I had... Uh, but, but the point is, is that that was my mindset of a five-year-old. If I, I collect enough of these cards, when I kick the bucket, I'm going to make it right into heaven. No? Yeah, but that's, and that's all I could conceptualize when I was five. We can shape and direct our thoughts, our feelings, and our lives. We're not stuck. We're not predetermined. So Joe's stuff was there's an unseen force that we can call closer into our lives. We all take responsibility because we have created where we are right now. But the great news is we can recreate and do something new, which is the next one, which is to create the best way out of the old. It's to create something new that, that brings us to life. And the fourth one is life is not predetermined. So those things are all contained within what Dr. Holmes expressed in our Declaration of Principles. What brought us here, the consciousness, I mean, uh, uh, was Einstein. It said you can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, and as Joe says, too, when you start on this path, you enter the, the river of change. And the river of change is always uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. So what most people do, the biggest trap is that what will happen when you start to, into the river of change and it's unfamiliar, we run right back into the old mindset, which we say, ah, oh, that feels right. Well, it's not a bigger idea. It's not a better idea. It's just a familiar idea. 
but we're so addicted to comfort that we'll go right back there. Ah, oh, this feels good. It's not better, it's just familiar. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to invite, we did a membership class last Sunday after service, and there were about 10 or 12 people. They, at that class, they all said, I'll get up and do the ceremony. And then earlier, there were, a bunch of them were sitting out there, and, I, and one person came up to do this. And I thought, okay. Is there one courageous person here this morning that was at that class that would like to come forward and be part of this beautiful, beautiful, loving, very safe ceremony this morning? Come on up. Lisa? Yeah, Lisa's going to come up. Thank you, Lisa. I knew there'd be another one. We're going to do this again. You're going to watch this. You're going to say, holy cow, I want to be part of that. So, Lisa, if you would stand right there, I'm going to invite David Brown, and I'm going to invite Reverend Tammy Banting, and Linda Wolf, and Sue, and, and uh, Tammy, um, Tammy, Barbara, beautiful Barbara, to come up. So these are our practitioners. And so with Lisa, what I'm going to invite here, we're going to, we'll do this. This is good theater. I'm going to invite you to open to your right. See, I'm an old actor. Open to right, <laughs> stage right, stage left, all that stuff. Okay, okay. beautiful. And I'm going to invite David to just be here with you to, to offer the, the blessings. And then we're going to invite Lisa to uh, come forward. Oops, I'm going to get the mic in place too. And speak into the microphone what gift that she brings to community. And then we're going to let other people do it too if you'd like. It's a lot of fun. It's quite lovely. And it will be part of, we will probably do this at least twice a year. We haven't done this in a long time. And, I, and part of it is, is to be part of this community and to set an intention. Because what do we belong to? Who do you belong to? This is really about belonging to ourselves and our gift and our commitment. And I'm going to bring, there they are. Hi, guys. Sweet. They disappeared on me at the first service, so we had to go hunt them down. But uh, we, we found them. They were over at uh, A&W having a hamburger. <laughs> So thank you, Lisa, for being with us today. You know, someone said to me last week at the, at the um, class, they said, you know, I've come to every service except two for 10 years. Would I be considered a, a member? I said, yes, you would. Because what we invite people to do is to, to linger in this and see if it's a good fit. It's not about signing a bunch of people up to something and enforcing and having incentives, but it's really about it, it speaks to you and it's important to you. And our membership are people that, that help sustain us. The reason that we can be here and continue to do what we do, because I'm going to tell you, the answer to what's going on in the world is consciousness. It really, I'm not just saying that because that's the business I'm in. It is consciousness. And I'm telling you. And we are in exciting times. An opportunity to be there and to be this, this, this force for good. And so as I call Lisa forward, who has accepted the opportunity to, to step into membership in a formal way, and as I say, the paths to that are foundations or the CSL 101 and spending time and using the principles that we represent. And I've asked David to be her sponsor this morning, one of our practitioner interns. Today, we welcome Lisa as a member. And Lisa, you've said yes to being part of the heart of our church, which is really what this represents. You're part of the heart of the church as a member. You alone, Lisa, cannot change the world, but you can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Not yet. We, but look at that. This, she's ready. <laughs> she's in. We look forward to the ripple that you cause in our community by giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure, and just by being you. You are the living, breathing body of, of spirit and a unique expression of the divine. So let us now call upon spirit to bless and empower Lisa and our new members. Because there are other members that are, are, have joined us but are not standing here before you today. And we invite the guys to 
play underneath this. And as the music starts, which is I am the place where God shows up, Lisa, and I'm going to invite David to touch your forehead. We now bless your mind that your thoughts may always be centered in divine knowing. And at least I invite you to place your hand over your heart. We now bless your heart that you may always feel the divine love that you are. I'm going to invite you to place your hands together now. And David, if you'd place a hand upon them. We now bless your hands that you may always do the work of spirit in your life and in the lives of this community. And we now bless your feet that you may walk always the way of the divine. Lisa, always remember that you have chosen, you have been chosen and loved by the divine to live out fully your life. May spirit who has begun the good work in you bring it to completion. And so I'm going to invite you to come over to the clear vessel here. And as you place your stone in the vessel, I'm going to ask you, what gift do you bring to community? I bring curiosity. Curiosity. We want you to take a new stone with you as a remembrance of that. Thank you, Lisa. So that's, see, no one got hurt there. But it is an honoring of making a commitment to see things in a new way, to walk in a new way, to feel in a new way, to use our hands in a new way. So is there anyone here, you may not have taken the CSO 101 or, or the foundations class, but just in terms of the energetic of belonging to this community. I'd like to invite anyone that feels compelled to come up with your stone and place your stone in the vessel and declare what gift you bring. I bring awareness. I bring awareness of the situation. This is David and he brings awareness. Thank of life. You. Awareness of life. I'll hold the mic here. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I bring helping. Helping? Thank you, Sandra. Claudia. Hi, I'm Claudia, and I bring acceptance. Acceptance. Beautiful. And please take a stone with you. And we have sheets with the declarations of principles on them that Barbara has as well. Oh, sorry. Two mics. Probably too much. Jerry? I'll let David. Yeah. My name's Jerry, and I bring my gift of song to the community. Beautiful. Thank you, Jerry. I'm Valda, and I bring enthusiasm. Beautiful. Thank you, Valda. I'm Rania, and I bring the gift of commitment. Cody and I bring the gift of perseverance. I'm Lorna and I bring my gift of sacred activism. I'm Gus and I bring the gift of willingness. Thank you, Gus. Uh, friendship. Carol and I bring the gift of commitment. My name 
names. Quentin, and I bring the gift of power. Mm. Bring it in there, buddy. Then you take a new one. Take one with you. My name is Melanie, and I bring the gift of humor. Nice. I'm Barb, and I bring the gift of belief. I'm Diane, and I bring the gift of positivity and love. I'm Anne, and I bring the gift of building community. I'm Deb, I bring the gift of love. Hmm. I'm Melissa, and I give the gift of joy and family. Hi, I'm Linda. I bring the gift of compassion. My name's John. I bring the gift of compassion. Thank you, John. My name is Paul, and I bring the gift of commitment. I'm Jeanette, and I bring the gift of gratitude. Hmm. I'm Esther, I bring the gift of acceptance of something of all. I'm Danny, and I bring the gift of joy and encouragement. I'm Darren, and I bring the gift of healing. Pete and I giving a gift of gratitude and uh, fun. I'm Rhonda and I bring the gift of empathy. I'm Rhea and I bring the gift of health and wellness. Mm. Hey Rhea, take one. Rhea. Take one with you too. You left one. You got to take another one. You got to create that ripple out there. Oh, beautiful. I would have picked that one too. I'm Carrie and I bring the gift of advocacy and connection. Nice. You have one? Okay. Okay. I'm Darlene and I bring the gift of wit. the gift of poetry. I'm Tracy and I bring the gift of willingness. Thank you, Tracy. Beautiful. And I'm Linda and I uh, bring the gift of appreciation and love. Down and I bring disruptive creativity. What are you bringing? Disruptive creativity. Oh, disruptive creativity. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I knew it was something long. I'm Darcy and I bring the gift of beauty and flowers outside. 
Beautiful. So our practitioners have stood here holding the high watch for you as well. It's such a gift to partner in prayer. They're available. So let us, in witnessing all the gifts that are available that came forward and cast their stone, which creates a ripple energetically. And you have a stone to take with you. And what we will do this, we'll visit this again. But it's so important to honor the gifts and to welcome the gifts into our lives. So I want to read this again on behalf of each person here. As you hold your stone, whether you made this short pilgrimage here to drop your stone into the container. But this container we will keep and we will continue to watch it grow. Because there's a, there's a, there's a force for good that this represents. So we welcome you people as members of this tribe upon the planet that are holding this space for all of humanity and for the soul's revelation. You've said yes to being part of this group, to being part of the heart of this church in a way. We know that none of us can change the entire world, but we can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. I and the member, and members of this church, church look forward to the ripple that you will cause in our community by giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure. You're the living, breathing body of spirit and a unique expression of the divine. So never forget that. So once again, let's call upon spirit to bless and empower all of us. We now bless our minds that our thoughts may always be centered in divine knowing. We now bless our hearts that we may always feel the divine love that we are. We bless our hands that will always allow us and support us in doing the work of spirit in our lives and in our communities and in the world. And we bless our feet that we may always walk in the way of the divine. Always remember that you and I have been chosen and loved by the divine to live out fully our lives. May spirit, who has begun the good work in us, bring it to completion. And so in great gratitude and appreciation for what this day represents what's your devotion and commitment and awareness of what your gifts are. We celebrate it. And as a gift to you, we would like to share this song for what we know to be true about you. Thank you. And thank you, practitioners and Reverend Tammy, for your support. <laughs> 